to you by the Las Cruces Sun News. This is Straight Shooter. What is going on, everybody? This is Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jay the Sports Dude. And if you are listening right now, let me just say thank you for tuning in to Straight Shooter, the podcast where I shoot from the hip and give you everything that you need to know about the New Mexico State men's basketball team. This is episode 14 of our season-long journey. So if you're a returning listener, then welcome back. I missed you. And if you're new to the program, well, then welcome to the family. Where have you been all my life? Guys, we have a great one in store for you all this evening. So make sure to kick back and relax because I... I got you. Let's get started. I'm coming to you from a place that I like to call the saloon. So, Barkeep, what do we have on tap for today? On tap today is a recap of last week's games, an interview with Albert Slab Jones, and a preview of the Chicago State game. Alrighty, thank you, Barkeep. I have my lasso in hand, and it's time for our post-game roundup, the segment where I round up my thoughts on the most recent New Mexico State games. And in this case, the Aggies earned a 61-57 home win over Cal State Bakersfield on Thursday, followed by a 72-52 victory at home over Grand Canyon on Saturday. So here are my takeaways. My first one comes from the win over Cal State Bakersfield, and it's that New Mexico State is taking a step in the right direction when it comes to to ball control. Now, it's no secret the turnovers have plagued New Mexico State this season, but that wasn't the case in this game, guys. So the Aggies only committed nine turnovers, which ties for its lowest total since it began whack play back when it had only nine turnovers in the conference opener against Cal Baptist. Now, take Jabari Rice, for example. Rice was averaging 1.7 turnovers per game in conference play entering this contest, and the redshirt sophomore committed zero turnovers despite playing a career-high 38 minutes. That, to me, shows a lot of maturity coming out of the young guard and just great overall discipline from the Aggies. They then committed just eight turnovers against Grand Canyon. So if this trend continues, New Mexico State is going to be in really good shape in the WAC, even with its list of injuries. But now it is time for roundup number two. My second takeaway comes from the win over Grand Canyon, and it's that Johnny McCants has taken that next step to becoming a star for New Mexico State. Now, the Las Cruces native had his quietest game since becoming a starter against Cal State Bakersfield this past Thursday. He only scored three points on one for two shooting in 32 minutes and recorded two rebounds to go along with a pair of turnovers. Now, he just never really got involved and took a backseat, which the Aggies cannot afford to happen, especially with their shortened rotation as of late. But that changed against the Lopes. So Johnny recorded 17 points and 12 rebounds, five of which were offensive rebounds, by the way, to earn his first career double-double. Congratulations to him on that. Now the six foot seven forward dominated the glass. He shot a perfect seven for seven from the field, including three for three from deep, and even added a career high five assists just for fun. Now, in addition to adding a three-point shot to his game for the first time really since his high school days back at Onyate, McCants is also just showing a lot of patience in the paint. He's shooting 68. 8.6% from two-point range this season, which is first in the whack, according to Ken Palm. This dude's offense is so well-rounded, and his defense is improving as well. So it's just scary to think what he'll be doing next season as the undisputed number one option once these seniors leave, but there's no denying that he's a force to be reckoned with in this conference right now. But let's get into roundup number three. Uh... 
So my third and final takeaway also comes from the win over Grand Canyon, and it's that Ivan Arakoachea is looking like the best big man in the conference right now. So Ivan got matched up with Grand Canyon's Alessandro Lever in a showdown between what is widely considered to be the two best bigs in the WAC. Lever is averaging 15.9 points and seven boards per game in conference play compared to Ivan, who is averaging 15.3 points and 6.4 rebounds per game. Basically identical, but Ivan without question took this round on Saturday. Now the senior recorded 14 points and five boards on six for 10 shooting while Lever got held to just five points and five boards on two for eight shooting. And get this guys, Yvonne played 13 fewer minutes in this contest. Now does this one game definitively make him the better player? No. Is this a pointless argument to even be having? Probably. But Lever is widely believed to receive an all-whack first team selection this season. And the fact that there's even a legitimate case you can make that Yvonne is playing better right now is just a great sign for an Aggies team that needs guys to step up in the aftermath of all these injuries. Yvonne is doing just that and it's time to get some conference-wide recognition for it. So that buzzer means that is all the time we have for segment number one. And speaking of the best of the best, I got to sit down with legendary Aggie basketball player Albert Slab Jones on Friday. The big man is the program's second leading scorer of all time with 1,758 career points. He's in the New Mexico State Athletics Hall of Fame, and he was a part of the 1976-1977 Aggie squad that won the Missouri Valley Conference regular season championship. Now that team got its banner raised at halftime of the Grand Canyon game, so I I spoke with Slab the day before about his time playing with the Aggies and also what he thinks of this current New Mexico State team as well. Barkeep, change the channel real quick. You got it, boss. Well, like I said, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Okay. Yeah, so uh, obviously the game coming up tomorrow, banner being raised. Uh, just wondering your thoughts on just what it's going to be like to, to see that get hung up there in the rafters. Well, it's going to be nice for it to be hung up in the rafters, but... The crowd is going to be wild for the game tomorrow. Yeah. I guess it's supposed to be a sellout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Are you able to go out to games pretty often? or? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, you remember last year, right? Mm-hmm. When they thought that they had the game won and Johnny hit that <laughs> half-court shot? Yes, sir. I was sitting right there watching it. Yeah. I just barely got here about maybe five months ago. I moved from North Dakota, actually. But that's like the one game everybody tells me, like, oh, if you could have been there last year, that's like the one you wanted to go to. I'm sure it was crazy over there. Yeah. That's because they bring busloads of people down mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff. So they was they fans was wild and crazy. They had to lead and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Johnny got the rebound. As soon as he released it, I said, oh, it's good. <laughs> and you right away. Yeah. And they went in, and they whole crowd just... Yeah. It was sad. It was mad. They just fouled out, got on their buses, and yeah. went back home. With their heads down. <laughs> well, obviously, when you talk about some of the best to play here for New Mexico State, your name comes up. I'm sure you get people walking up to you all the time just when you're around here. I'm sure it's not too easy to kind of lay low with your height. I just, try. <laughs> can you talk about just the continuous support you've gotten from this community even years after you're done playing here? Well, I guess once you're here and you're Aggie and stuff and you respect the people, it's like family. Mm-hmm. I see some of the people is just like, you know, part of your family and stuff. Yeah, definitely. So it's just great seeing a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is your favorite memory from your days uh, playing for New Mexico State? Hmm, that's <laughs> hard to say. Mm-hmm. 
is there anything that sticks out? Um, I know obviously the title, but you guys also went to the tournament as well, right? Yep. See, we went to the tournament when it was only 48 teams. Right. Now it's 64, so it's yeah. a lot easier than back in the day mm-hmm. and stuff. And they took two teams from the conference, mm-hmm. Indiana State and us. Mm-hmm. So that means a whole lot more when you know less than you get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you mentioned that you go to the games every now and around here. Yeah, just- I just moved back here uh, I think it had been about two years. Okay. Were you back in Houston? That's where you're from, right? Or? I've been all over. I've been to okay. Reno, Lubbock. Okay. Gotcha. Albuquerque. And okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm a San Antonio native, so when I saw Houston, Texas, a Houston, Texas person, I was like, oh, got to <laughs> talk to him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just when you look at some of the, the players on this team, uh, just who are some guys that you really look at and you're like, okay, this guy could have probably played back in my day as well because I know the game has changed, but are there any guys you look at now that's like, that transfers into any era of basketball? Well, AJ, before he got injured mm-hmm. and stuff, and Trevin mm-hmm. and Johnny. Yeah, definitely. And stuff. What, uh, what impresses you the most with just uh, the team since Chris Jans became the head coach? Because obviously two WAC titles, still undefeated in WAC play now. Like, when you look at this team, what impresses you the most with them? Well, what impressed me most is this year because all the injuries and stuff, and he's still winning with different players. You got, what, three starters out? Yeah. And yeah, stuff, so, and he's still winning. Yeah. You find a way. Yeah. <laughs> and then last question, uh, since you are from Houston, another player from Houston on the team is Jabari Rice. Just wondering if I can get your thoughts on just what you see when you see him play. I think a lot of people on Unestimate him because he's so skinny and mm-hmm. stuff. But he has a knack for getting offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. He has a knack for scoring, and he plays great defense. Yeah. And people don't realize that. Mm-hmm. So he gets the Slab Jones approval seal of approval there. Where I told Jabari and stuff, I say when you get in the game, get a coach a reason not to take you out, exactly. and that's what he's been doing. He's been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, that's all that I have. I really appreciate it. Thank you oh, so okay. much. So that was Albert Slab Jones talking about his playing days with the Aggies and his thoughts on this current New Mexico State team. And no, I did not suggest nicknames for him like I normally do because I'm only five months into the job and into this city. And who am I to try to give Slab Jones a different name? Either way, guys, I really enjoy getting to talk to one of the Aggie greats and I appreciate him taking the time to sit down with me. Let me know what is your favorite Slab Jones memory because I'm interested in hearing it, guys. Make sure to comment that down below on whatever platform you're listening to this on but that is going to do it for segment number two now it is time for segment number three which is a preview of new mexico state's upcoming road game against chicago state on thursday the cougars are sitting at the bottom of the conference with a 4 and 19 overall record 0-8 in whack play and they suffered a 93 to 54 loss to the aggies on january 9th at the Pan American Center. However, New Mexico State head coach Chris Jans has always preached treating every team with respect. So here are some players that you need to watch out for. Now, the first one is Xavier Johnson, a 5'11 junior who has a really well-rounded offensive game. He's averaging a team-high 16.8 points per contest on 42.5% shooting from the field, 41.5% shooting from deep, 
and 87.5% shooting from the free throw line. He can score with the best of them, no doubt about it, but his ball security is the biggest knock on his game. So Johnson is averaging 4.3 turnovers per contest, which leads the entire whack, and he committed four turnovers against the Aggies the last time around. Now, Johnson did record a team-high 14 points in that game, so he is still capable of exploding for a flurry of points, and Evan Gilliard II is going to get the assignment here. This is a good matchup for the 5'10 junior, who won't face any real height disadvantage as he normally does at that point guard spot, and we know the energy that he brings defensively is off the charts. It's just going to be a matter of not playing out of control and playing clean defense because he did have three personal fouls in that last game. So that is my duel of the game. So the next guy to watch out for is Andrew Lewis, a six foot three shooting guard who has been on and off the bench in whack play so far, but his numbers are still worth recognizing. So Lewis is averaging 11.8 points and 4.3 rebounds per contest this season. And even though he's only shooting 26.1% from deep, he thrives off getting to the rim and the foul line specifically. Now Lewis went a perfect six for six from the charity stripe in the last meeting against New Mexico State to help finish with 10 points. And he's sure to cause even more problems this time around now that Jabari Rice has moved to that small forward spot so that leaves Terrell Brown as the guy to get the assignment here and we'll see if the six foot one senior can contain Lewis despite giving up a few inches in this matchup finally Rajir Jones is the last guy to watch out for on this Cougar squad the six foot three shooting guard has had the hot hand in whack play so far he's shooting 41.7 percent from deep to help average 8.9 points per contest he only played 13 minutes in the last meeting against the Aggies and recorded three points but he has been averaging 30.4 minutes per game in conference play so far so expect him to have a much bigger role this time around this is also a job for Terrell Brown although Sean Williams will be helping with both assignments off of the bench but now it is time for my key to success and that's for New Mexico State to press from the opening tip so Chicago State is committing an average of 26.3 turnovers per 100 possessions this season according to Ken Palm which is the second highest average in the entire country now the Cougars committed 19 19 turnovers against the Aggies last time around and that got converted into 25 points aka 26.9% of their total points in that game so without question that is the biggest key and we'll see if New Mexico State can bring the heat and if Chicago State can take it but now let's get into my prediction so can I get a drum roll please so for this one guys I'm going with New Mexico State by a score of 86 to 55. Now the Aggies have overcome tough challenges this season in the aftermath of all of their injuries, so this one seems far less daunting by comparison. Don't be surprised to see Xavier Johnson have himself a night, but even this short in New Mexico State rotation just has too much firepower for the Cougars. But that is going to do it for episode 14 of Straight Shooter. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave a like, a retweet, a comment, or any sort of feedback depending on whatever platform you're using right now to listen. I really do appreciate the support, guys. This has been Justin Martinez, aka Jay the Sports Dude, and I'll see you guys next Monday. I'm out.